the 23rd episode of the Spooky Stoners podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Dina. Way, way. Oh, I'm way far away. Like, you are so... I don't think you can get farther away. You didn't tell me before we started that I, I was so far you. away. I didn't tell you that we had mics. Well, I mean, I knew that, but I forgot. Yeah, yeah, Listen, yeah. Listen, we smoke a lot of weed, okay? We do. We do. Like, I'm going to have some memory problems sometimes. Even if I see a microphone, I'm going to forget that we have to use them. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us on this podcast. We talk about witchy and spooky shit that we love to talk about and hopefully you love to listen to. And as the title of our podcast suggests, we do this all while smoking a little bit. A little bit. Huh. Of devil's lettuce. So, buckle up your ki- crazy kids and let's go. Yeah, crazy kids. Yeah. Chit-chat. <laughs> Chit-chat time. I was like, what are we doing here? What? Who, who is this? Who are you? What are we doing? We've got severe memory issues today. <laughs> I think it's the time change. Has I just... <sighs> and it has been very wet and drizzly. Drizzle. It's been dreary today for sure. Dreary. Yeah. Me and Dina took a nap this afternoon. Yeah, I needed... I, I had all these big plans for today. I went out and I got my groceries. And then I talked to you, and then I came home, and then I was like, oh, I'm actually exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. I had a nap for about two or three hours. Oh, by the way, this is our Thanksgiving episode. Oh. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all! Happy Thanksgiving. You know, my mom speaks turkey. Does she? Yeah. <laughs> we were driving down the road one day, and there were wild turkeys. And she said, you know, I speak turkey. And my sister, a Virgo, was like, yeah, right. You don't. And she rolled down the window, and she gobbled at them, and they gobbled back, because that's what turkeys do mm-hmm. when you gobble at them. Yeah. And uh, my sister was, like, astonished. <laughs> she was... Her she Virgo was probably brain like, was blown. Yeah, she was probably, like, three or four. So we could still get her to believe certain things. Mm-hmm. But she was already getting to be like, that sounds dumb. Yeah. Like, I think you're probably lying. <laughs> let me let the cat in. Who let the cats in? Who? 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 We're doing a phenomenal job. Listen. It is what it is. You know, I thought I had a big house until I got a dog, and then I realized I do not have a big house at all. Yeah. Because there's always a dog pretty close by. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have a... I feel like the animals make my house feel bigger. Oh. I'm like, how do I have space for all these things? Yeah. But I do. You They're do. all in there, and I don't... I haven't stepped on any of them. Yeah. So... I mean, clearly it's fine. I think it's also the way your furniture is, too. Maybe. Because I have my living room blocked off by couches. If I put them against the wall where it was more open, it would make the living room seem big, more open like that. Oh, my gosh. I'm super paranoid. This weed has got me paranoid. What are we smoking, Dina? We smoked uh, truffle shuffle. Truffle shuffle. I don't know what the deal is lately with uh, garlic and mushroom flavorings. Is what they're calling everything all of a sudden. Because everyone likes garlic and mushrooms? I mean, yeah. But I don't know why it's weed related all of a sudden. I mean, I don't like mushrooms, actually. Also, my dispensary, when I went today, all they had was indica. And I was like, why would you do that on time change week? Because everyone took the sativa. Yeah, like, I guess. But, like, I we need the sativa. You should have doubled up on that. Because... Now we've had indica and we're talking slow. Yeah, for real. And paranoid. 
super paranoid. I'm not paranoid. I don't care. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I'm feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dina, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? I'm going to another state of mind. Yeah. And a physical other state with my, my fam. Yeah. And I'm going to dye my hair. You're going to dye your hair? Yeah. Actually, I'm really insulted. Like, you've been looking at me for, like, the last hour, and you haven't said anything about my haircut. Oh, I I didn't see that you got a haircut. I never see you wear it down. I you always wear it up. I literally got <laughs> six inches cut off of it. <laughs> well, you always have it up. I don't know. It looks great, though. Thank you. It looks healthy. It looks so healthy by, like, just taking off, like, some inches off. Yeah. It's... Like, it feels softer. It doesn't feel like it's... Dead? A cotton ball. Yeah. I don't have Hermione hair anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have my mom cut my hair and my sister dye it. Because I've got a lot of grays coming in. hmm Now that I'm 33. Apparently 33 is when my body decided we're old. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, all right, and I'm done. Actually, the lady who cut my hair, she was like, oh, it looks like you could use some coloring, too. And I'm like, um, I think I'm going to save that for the next visit. Yeah. I think I'm going to dye my hair purple. Wow, that's the big difference. Yeah, because why not? We work from home. Yeah. Like, if I hate it, I'll just not well, go out. <laughs> well, you see my supervisor's here. Yeah. So, yeah, we can totally have purple hair at work. Yeah. Like, that's not a problem. But also, like, if I hate it, I don't have to go anywhere. Like, no one has to see it. So, oh I can do whatever I want. He just needs to... The, look, the guy yeah. across the street is weird, okay? And there's, like, multiple vehicles over there tonight. And that's weird. Like, what are they doing? Some sort of weird man powwow. Kuro has to see what's going on. I agree with him. I always agree with Kuro. Even when he's mad at me. I agree. Yeah. He's right. I shouldn't. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing, but I shouldn't. Yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah. I agree with all animals. Like, if a shark attacks me in the ocean, you're right. I shouldn't have been in the ocean. Yeah. You're not wrong. You live here. Yeah. If you know what, if a shark came into my house, I would also make it quickly exit. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that's fair. Yeah. Completely on another subject. Do you want to talk about candle magic? Candle magic, yes. Because now it's dark all the freaking time. I love candles. I love candles too. My grandmother, one time I was staying with her after we had moved to Florida and her power went out. I think there was a thunderstorm. But uh, I was like, luckily, you have more candles than the Vatican. Because <laughs> she had like, she would get those, she would get a prayer candle every day. Like at the dollar store. Every time she went to the dollar store or anywhere they sold prayer candles, she'd get one. Because she needed it well, for whatever she's doing. If it's only a dollar. Right. It's a doll here. Now, in this economy, it's a dollar twenty-five. Yeah. <sighs> you got to call it the dollar twenty-five tree then. I get really mad when I go to the Dollar Tree, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a green candle. I need a green candle. And then, like, I look, and I'm like, no, it's white. They just have a green wrapper on it. Oh, yeah, that is annoying. I get all excited. Any hoodsel. So now that it's dark all the time, candle magic is great. Yay. Um, And obviously, candles have been used across, like, every religion since forever. All the time. Because, and, like, they make perfect sense. They are magic. Yeah. If it's dark and you were like a cave person and someone walked up to you with a candle, you'd be like, oh, bro, what? Yeah. Like what? Not a whole ass fire. You're holding a candle in your hand? Yeah. 
What? Like, that's magic AF. So, it makes perfect sense. So, you can, obviously, you can choose different candle colors. Mm-hmm. Right. For whatever sort of spell work you're trying to do. Um, white works for everything. White works for everything. Because everything's made up and the points don't matter. Yeah. Um, Have you seen that? Uh, I keep on sending you his Instagram reels, but it's the riot something. He has a very gay sounding voice. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, but he'll talk about magic while he's doing like a spell or something. Mm-hmm. He uses like the tea candles yes. a lot. Yes. And then he has like oil. So like, or um, whatever. I'm, am I still in your thunder? No, you're not. Oh, okay. You you were looking at me like, yes, yes. Well, yeah, no. And yeah. then he'll use like, um, like green wax from like a bottle or something. I have no fucking idea what it is. Um, and he doesn't describe what he's doing either. He's just talking about yeah. like, you know, what's really outdated. I I, I don't I know who remember. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. I can't think of that guy's name either. But I like I like their spells. They're good because it's like, I think one of them, there was like a cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. Like, here's how you do this with a cheeseburger. We're going to cut his dick off or something like that. Oh, yeah. And I was like, hell yeah, with a cheeseburger. Yeah. He called himself like a McWitch or something like that. Something like that. It was great. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I, that's my favorite kind of shit because it's like, you don't need to have this whole big Pinterest altar or, you know, all this fancy crap to... Do witchcraft. You can go get you a McDouble. Yeah. And cut his dick off. Yeah. Instagram is being mean to me. Why? Because it's making me be like, do you want a perfect life? Do you want a perfect everything? And I don't know why it started this. But like it started with that one woman that I showed you. Uh-huh. That was like very hands made. He just knocked over a drink. The guy across the street's being weird. He's right. Oh my gosh. He got it on the plug too. We are right. Ah! Okay, I'll be back. Don't touch it. Don't put your finger in it. Well, I just grabbed the wire. Well, don't put your finger in the outlet. No, the Me and our listeners were just talking mad shit about you. Okay. They giggled. <laughs> they giggled? <laughs> wow, Dina. Are you sure it's up in my office? Okay. I, mean, I, I, I did the whole towel thing. You throw a towel on it and then you'll deal with it later. Yeah, it's fine now. We need like little wet floors signs. So like around the house. It's like there's a towel down but also a little wet floor. Sign. Yeah. <laughs> Don't slip. I'm not paying for your lawsuit. Yeah. Also, I'm not paying for any of it. Yes. Yeah. I already pay for your insurance. Yeah. Oh, but like, like I was saying, Instagram. Yeah. It's like, it started with that one woman that ha- gives very hands made tail wife vibes. Oh, yeah. And like, she like makes like handmade breakfast or ho- uh, homemade breakfast, like muffins with her kids and, yeah, like and her son's though. like 42 months and like she's perfect and her sons are perfect and i was like literally watching her and i was like she's gonna crack any moment like this is a joke this is totally a joke no she went through the whole video and i'm like and then i went into her comments and i'm like is people freaking out about this and everyone's freaking out about it yeah and so i was like okay cool i'm not alone here to be like that's very unrealistic expectations but then it was like here 
here's his dad who's making a gourmet meal for his son because the son said he wanted roasted chicken. Oh my god! And then it's the one with like the lunch boxes. I I feel like everyone's seen the lunch box one. So basically, it's like a bento box, mm-hmm. and then like whoever is making the lunch is like using stencils to do like a Hello Kitty themed bento box. Oh my gosh! And they do like different themes. See, and you I'm know like, what? I know why. Why are you doing this to me, Instagram? I already feel insuperior of myself or whatever the word is. Yeah. Like, I, I already feel like I'm not the best mom. Please stop telling me I'm not the best mom. I know. I know that we shouldn't bully or shame children, but I a little bit feel like maybe we need to start letting our kids bully and shame children whose moms do shit like that. No. Because, like, back in the day, if you showed up with that shit, like at my school, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you would have gotten beat up. No. I mean, I I think it's great that they have the energy and the time to put into that. But then they would stop doing that. (laughs) But... I just don't, and it makes me feel bad, and then I have to remind myself that, like, whatever I can bring to the table is what I bring to the table. It's fine. And also, those people are fake. Yeah. They're not real. But I'm like, how do you have the energy just to do this video perfect? Like, we're literally, we don't do videos, because we come over in, like, our overalls and our yoga pants. Hey, man, (laughs) I'm a country bumpkin, okay? (laughs) I live out in the woods. But... But, like, that's the thing is, like, we literally write notes and we do a podcast. Like, we don't give any effort into, like, more, like, our appearance, our, I, I don't know what else. Like, are you following what I'm saying? You just got a haircut today. I did. You are putting effort in. It's fine. I'm putting effort into me feeling good about myself. Yeah. I'm not doing it for all you anyone do. else. Yeah. Them people are doing it for other people and that's weird. Yeah. Anyway. So, Instagram is showing me that and I'm like, please stop. I know I'm not perfect. But you don't need to be perfect. You can use a white candle. Yeah. Yeah, you can use a white candle. Or, also, fun fact, crowns will burn for 30 minutes. I did. If you're looking for whatever color. We learned that as a hurricane fact. Yep, that was a hurricane fact. But also, that's a witchcraft fact, you guys. Because if, like, you know, if you're feeling cerulean about this spell, Mm -hmm. go grab it. (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, you don't have to buy you a fresh pack of crowns after that. If yeah. you want to use cerulean again. Your kid might be asking, Mom, where's the red crown? And you're like, ooh. But surely, if you got a kid, you probably got that old school box full of broken crowns. Yeah. Just use a broken crown, I guess. We all got that. Because after you've chosen your candle. Or, or crown. Or crown. Crayon. Or whatever. You know. Don't light the black flame candle. Because they've already made two movies in that franchise. And I'm pretty sure Bette Midler's done and no one else could do it justice. Yeah. So. We'll just be done with that candle. Any other candle, though, you're good. Unless it's like someone else's, I guess. Don't do that. That's rude. Yeah. So you choose your candle, right? You charge it with your intention. Now, this can happen for as long of a time or as little of a time as you want. Mm -hmm. It could just be you going like, you're going to bring me some money, little green candle. Mm -hmm. Or it could be like, I'm going to charge this candle under the full moon for three days and it's going to be blessed with rainwater and on my altar for a whole month and blah, 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 you know, whatever you feel because there are no rules. Yep. That's what I always say. So you charge it with your intention. That's your next step. And this is just basic for like any spell that you're going to do that's going to use a candle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to get really fancy with it, you can carve into the wax um, runes. Or just straight up like money, Someone's money, money. Name. 
Yeah, someone's name. That's I wouldn't, but you could. Mm-hmm. I did one time though, and it worked really well. Yeah. Uh, but that was more for me. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't do spell work for other people. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna be like, oh, I hope so and so gets better. Let me go home and do a spell for her. No. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that. No, I need my energy for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm exhausted. Thanks. I'll but, bring. I'll bring you a casserole. Yeah, because we're in the south. But I ain't doing a spell for you. Or I'll send you something. DoorDash it. Yeah, now we got DoorDash. You, it's so nice to be a southern person with DoorDash. Mm-hmm. I've sent so many people like, here's a lasagna, or like a roast chicken dinner from Publix. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. Enjoy. I sent that to my parents before. Mm-hmm. Like, they had COVID. <laughs> yeah. And I sent them like a bundle of food. Yeah. It's nice. Any hizzle. So yeah, you write. You can write on the candle. And now if if um if you have a athene or dagger. Oh, okay. You could use that. I use uh, a pen. Like okay. a normal person because I don't have a dagger on my altar because I got 26 cats. Yeah. Who will knock shit down. And also I use my finger a lot for like directing energy because that's what the athene is usually mm-hmm. associated with. So after you've carved it as needed or as wanted you can anoint it with oil okay that matches your intention and you can roll it in herbs after you oil it um i like to after i do that leave it for a day or two let it soak in that energy right kind of just let it and also just it's they're hard well okay i say they're hard to handle but i use little bitty candles because you don't want a big ass candle that you have to keep burning forever right exactly cuz yeah, you're supposed to let them burn out. You don't have to, obviously. Stay safe. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to be at the house, blow them out, please. Yeah. Um, please don't start a fire. We didn't start the fire. Da, 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 yeah, don't da, da, come da, da, to me da, 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 talking da, da, da. about, Dana said to let the candle burn out, and now I ain't got no kitchen. Not my fault. I said don't. Okay. So after you've anointed it, you want to obviously say your spell. Or intention or blessing or whatever it is out loud to the candle. And then don't forget to light the candle. That's really important. Yeah. Like put fire on it. Like don't miss that step. I feel like that's like the main step that gets it's done. It's probably the biggest step. I'm just letting you guys know. Mm-hmm. That's what's next. Don't forget. Don't forget. And then focus on your intention and meditate kind of like while you're with the candle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to stay there the whole time it's burning down. Although if you're using a crown, that's only 30 minutes. That's mm. a good time to meditate anyway. Yeah. So I say use a small candle and meditate on it until it goes out. Yeah. Because you can get some that are real small. Even tea lights, though. Tea lights take like three or four hours. Yeah. Don't do all that. I use menorah candles. Oh. Which I don't think I should, but I had some. And so that's what I've been using. You just happen to have some? I don't know how these things come to my house. It's just, you know. Your Gma was like, you know what you need? Yeah. Nora candles. They burn out really quick. And it's, I mean, they're just white candles. Mm-hmm. And I think they're from like the Dollar Tree. Yeah. So I don't think that they were like blessed by a rabbi or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what they were. It says on there like menorah candles. That's funny. I'm like, okay. Well. They burn out really fast. But like the whole idea of a menorah was right. that it didn't burn out fast. Right. That was like the whole thing. That was like their vibe. Yeah. So they're terrible menorah candles. They make much better 
spellcraft candles. Got it. So, so go to the Dollar Tree. It's been a hundred, a hundred and twenty-five cents. Yeah. Because <laughs> it used to only be a freaking dollar. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! I can't believe that inflation got the Dollar Tree. Like you know, times are bad when the Dollar Tree gets hit with inflation. Yeah. It's a dollar store. Like what? Yeah. They sell literal junk. I don't know. They do have a couple of good things. Oh, no. They've got a lot of great things. Like, but I it's got my not little like, yoga skeleton from them. Yeah, but, like, it's nothing that, like, later you're going to be like, thank God I bought that. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> it's just, like, stuff. No, there's there's nothing that I'm just like, man, that, that was an awesome buy. Yeah, or I really need to go grab me another one of those from the Dollar Tree. Yeah. No. No. Nobody They're, like, that. disposable. Yeah. Like, even the Halloween decorations. Yeah, they're great, but, like... Yeah. If you have them for, like, more than one year. Yeah. All of my signs on my front porch are from Dollar Tree. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, whenever they get grody, I just throw them away. Yeah. And I'll get another one. Because I have six or seven more in my closet. <laughs> <sighs> I have a lot of Halloween stuff. Yeah. That was the plan for today, and then it was dreary and gross. So after you've anointed your candle. Got it. With the oil and the herbs and set your attention and all that and lit it mm-hmm. and focused on it. And meditated with it. You want to allow it to burn down. And like think about your intention and your spell. Um, a lot of people will then take the wax and add it with whatever spell work stuff they had going on with it. Yeah. And um, bury it or put it in the jar or whatever. Oh, okay. However they're disposing of their spell. You could also seal your spell jar with your candle. Oh, yeah. Actually, I did that with uh, the witch balls that we did. Yeah. For protection, we sealed it with black yeah. wax. It, it's a good, you can kind of do a candle spell kind of alongside anything else that you're doing mm-hmm. and just use the candle while you're working as part of your meditative state. Yeah. So that's why, obviously, candles are the bomb. And yeah. now that it's dark, it's a good time to practice your candle magic. Yeah. It's dark at four. Yes. And what else are you doing? Sitting in my hammock. Yeah. You could do candle magic in your hammock. Mm. Yeah. I can barely smoke a joint in my hammock. Well, you could sit the candle nearby and watch it. Yeah. I could supervise it from the hammock. Yeah. That's what I mean. But that's all I know about that. Yeah. And and something that you didn't mention was also, depending on... Well, no. I think you might have briefly mentioned it. But, like, different color candles are representative. Like, so, like, red is, like... Passion, uh, sex. Passion, sex. White is cleansing to be, yeah. or whatever you want it to be. Black is protection. Uh, green is money. Would yellow be happiness? I have no fucking idea about that one. Um, yellow could be like healing. Okay. Um, happiness, yeah. If someone's like, especially depression, mm-hmm. that could help. Green, uh, not green. We already did green. Blue would be like calm. Yeah, or communication. Communication. Opening lines of communication. Yeah, so, like, you could, right, like, if you and your husband or whatever, or boyfriend or whoever you're with, your partner, are having trouble with communication, get a blue candle, write their name in it. Or, I guess, write both your names on it, since both y'all probably need to work on your communication. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. I like it. I like it. I, I... 
the first time I saw that crown thing mm-hmm. about like crowns will burn for 30 minutes in an emergency, I was like, oh, that's witchcraft. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's for witchcraft right there because you can get all kinds. Of, like you could do silver and gold crowns mm-hmm. for your money spell. Yeah. Like why not? And you could even get like, I mean, they're, some of those names on those big packs are really specific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you could get like some really cool colors. Yeah. For your spell that would really help. Yeah. Amp it up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. The shizzle. Good job. I like it. Thanks. I like it. I did it all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> so. Our old boss told me one time mm-hmm. that she tells her kids that a grown-up should never ask you for help. Yeah. So if someone is asking you for help, immediately find a woman. Yeah. And it was like, she said not even a cop, a woman. Yeah. With kids. Yeah. Another mom. We'll handle it. But then they might think they're your black-eyed child and not help. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> if some kid came running up to... Well, no. Actually, I'd probably... No, help. listen. Some kids were creepy. <laughs> like, they were not... From the stories, they were not acting like normal children. No, they were not. And so it's like, I'm already mm, put off. But like a normal kid running up to me and going, Hey, this guy over here has a broken leg and he asked me to help him lift his suitcase. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. Let's call the police. Yeah, for sure. Look how handsome they can help. is. Where is he? I don't He's so Hi, handsome. He's so handsome. He's oh, so my handsome. goodness. I love him. Anyway. He's always right about everything. Kuro? Yes. <laughs> you say so. Yes, I do. Anyway, uh, Ted Bundy, once he gained the trust of his victims, he would strike them over the head with a crowbar or a pipe and immobilize them with handcuffs and force them into the vehicle. Now, Dina. What a. Don't get distracted over there. Sorry, I'm just. I'm good. <laughs> Last week you asked why only parts of some of the girls were being found. Oh, golly. I don't want to know now. And the answer is because Ted Bundy was a very horrible man. <laughs> After Ted hit these girls with his crowbar, he would then rape them, then kill them. Or he would kill them and then rape him. He had. No problem having sex with dead people. I can't imagine that would even like. I don't understand how that's a thing. I I just a, it's a thing. It like, is totally a thing. Like I've heard it for yeah. sure, but I just don't understand how that could be enjoyable. Yeah, I like mean, in any way, because like you're not getting power over a dead body. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. Like rape, I. I don't like it, but I understand the psychological process that's happening there. Yeah. With necrophilia, I don't understand the psychological process. How does that feel good? Because it's a wet spot. I mean, you could probably... It's like American pie or something. Yeah. Like well... You could fuck a pie. It'll be... <laughs> Men are stupid. Men are so weird. Yeah. Ugh. Um, Ted would then dump the body, and he would sometimes take parts of the girls back to his place. So he had a habit of decapitating them and putting their heads on a shelf in his apartment. The items that Ted had in his car pointed to Carol Durant's attempted kidnapping. And because at this point, investigators only had evidence to connect Ted to Carol's attempted kidnapping. In June, Ted was found guilty of kidnapping and assault. He was sentenced to 1 to 15 years in the Utah State Prison. So, 22 girls have died and he got arrested and 
proven guilty of attempted kidnapping because no one wanted to believe that Ted could do all of that. It just... Uh, also, 1 to 15 years. And, of course, he's a man. So how fast did he get out? Well, here's the thing. Later that month, Colorado wanted their piece of Ted Bundy. To make this happen, Colorado authorities charged Ted with Karen. Yeah, Karen Campbell's murder, who went missing while walking down a well-lit hotel hallway in Aspen, Colorado. In January 1977, Ted Bundy was transferred to Aspen, Colorado. For this case, Ted was representing himself as his lawyer. Since this was the time before the internet, Ted asked the judge if he could have access to the library. And at this point, people still looked at Ted and just saw a nice guy. So the judge allowed Ted to be able to go to the courthouse law library to research for his case. On June 7, 1977, Ted was studying in the library and his guard went out for a smoke. Ted took this opportunity to jump out of an open window on the second floor and sprained his ankle. Ten minutes went by before anyone realized that Ted was gone. Ted took advantage of this time by running into the woods and broke and broke into a cabin which he stayed in for several days. That sure is lucky. Yeah, he was caught six days later when he came back into town and stole a vehicle. Dummy. But, like, you say that's lucky. Like, what part? Like, that... That there just happens to be an unoccupied cabin near the prison? Oh. Well, Col- uh, Aspen, Colorado is a... Yeah. ...tourist area. So, I'm sure there's a lot of rental But why would you cabins. put them near the prison? I, I, why do people live near prisons? In I general. Know. I don't know. I would... I... I don't know. It's Never not mind. like Monopoly. You can't just keep on putting houses there and taking them off yeah. because you went bankrupt. Why not? I don't get it. <laughs> just do it like that. But, I mean, like, this window had been open multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like, they just left it open so fresh air can come in or something. And even during his interviews, Ted Bundy was like, yeah, I saw that window multiple times and I thought about it. But I was scared. So I didn't do it. So cute. He is so cute. Kiro is so cute. He's anyway. Um, blah, blah, blah. Ted was then moved to Garfield County Jail in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. In Ted's cell, there was an unsecured grate in the ceiling. Of course. And they were meaning to fix this. Of course. But then Ted Bundy came. Yeah. Ted lost 35 pounds and cut a hole around the grate and squeezed through the tiny one-foot square gap before making his way along the crawl space above to one of the jailer's rooms. He grabbed some of the jailer's clothes and walked out of the jail. Oh, my gosh. That even some of the other prisoners were like, hey, y'all, um, I'm pretty sure there's someone in our ceiling. And the jailers were like, eh. Whatever. Also, he lost 35 pounds so that he could fit in there. Yeah. That's that's psychotic. Yeah. Like, that's real crazy person shit right there. Yeah, I can't lose 35 pounds for anything. I know. I, I can't lose 35 pounds, like, for my own longevity. Yeah. Like, <laughs> much less, I guess, I don't know, I guess escaping jail is more important. Yeah, I it's guess It's a more it pressing need. Especially since he probably knew what was coming if he would have stayed there. 
But then his dumbass gets out and does it again. Yeah. So, like, what do you think's going to happen, my guy? Yeah. Um. So, this escape happened on December 30th, 1977. Due to it being during the holidays, the jail was on a skeleton crew. Ted's escape went undiscovered for 17 hours. Oh, my gosh. I said 17 houses in my notes. 17 houses. 17 houses. He got 17 houses before <laughs> he escaped. Oh, my goodness. This time, Ted prepared for his escape. He was able to travel by stolen car, plane, and train to get to Tallahassee, Florida, where on January 9th, 1978, he rented a room on the FSU campus. Dun, dun, dun. Which is like a fucking candy store for him. Yeah. On, you know what? I Yeah. 1978? Yeah. I wonder if my stepdad was in school there at the time. Ooh. That would be interesting. I should ask him. You should. Well, I asked my mom, too. I was like, okay, well, what was going on in your life at that time? And she said she was in Tennessee. And I said, when he escaped, were you worried? And she's like, I wasn't worried, but my mom was worried. Yeah. But that my Mima, bless her heart. Mm. She she worried. Like, even me being in a small town, like mm-hmm. Fort Walton Beach, Florida, I remember one night, it was cold. It was one of the first cold nights of the winter. And I wanted to go walk in her neighborhood. And, like, this neighborhood was right next to my middle school. So it was a safe area. Mm-hmm. I knew the area. And she was like, I don't know. It's really dark out there. I don't think I like that. That's fair. I agree with you, Mima. But, like, anyway. It's not like my mom, who lived in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a little bigger deal. But but she remembers, like, my grandma being like very worried but my mom wasn't yeah um on january 15th 1978 ted walked into a into the back door of a sorority house grabbed a log from the fireplace and went into the first room where margaret bowman was she's 21 years old and she was sleeping ted bludgeoned margaret and strangled her with a pair of pantyhose he did all this work Lost 35 pounds mm-hmm. to get out of prison. And then he goes and murders someone else. Like, my guy. Well, in his interviews, he said that when he left, when he escaped and went to Florida, he was planning on starting fresh and not doing this anymore. <laughs> but the urge was just there. That I think I heard in one of the interviews that I was listening to to get ready for this podcast that. There was a bar right next to the sorority house. So they're thinking that, like, maybe Ted was sitting in the bar. He was checking out the sorority house. He saw that the back door of the sorority house was not secure and was like, you know, I have a scratch that needs to be itched. That's ridiculous. You're okay. He he has the self-restraint to lose 35 pounds, but not to not murder someone with a log. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. But anyway, so he kills one, he kills one person. Then Ted enters the next bedroom where 20-year-old Lisa Levy was asleep. Um, he beat her unconscious, strangled her, tore one of her nipples, bit deeply into her left butt cheek, and sexually assaulted her with a hair mist bottle. The next room had two girls, Kathy Kleiner and Karen Chandler who were both 21 years old. Kathy had her jaw broken and a deep laceration on her shoulder. 
Karen suffered a concussion, had a broken jaw, lost teeth, and had a crushed finger. The last two girls survived because Tom read a Tom, Tom <laughs> Ted ran away when the headlights glared into their their window. So basically, he was about to go actually back to Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then headlights hit him, and he zoomed out of there because he thought someone was coming home. What? That to be honest, someone was coming home. Because Ted ran out of the house, however, sorority sister Nita, Nita, Neri, saw him escape through the front while she was coming through the back door. Interesting. Ted, oh my gosh, can you, God, no, I don't even want to think about it. So. Can you imagine coming back to your sorority house? Yeah. To that? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it's crazy because like. Like, it's terrible to think well, about how these that. people died. It's hor- It's like, horrific. But, like, having to live through that. Yeah. That's horrific, too. Yeah. Well, even when Karen got out of the hospital, she, she does a lot of interviews, and she actually wrote a book about her experience. Um, and she said that as soon as she got out of the hospital, the cops made her go back to the house to see if something was missing. Because the cops were like, we need something to point at someone about this because they it's the 70s yeah florida people didn't know what was going on in utah really yeah like it wasn't you know they the cops weren't sharing information there wasn't a database let me let kuro out no take back (laughs) yeah i think about that sometimes like how difficult it must have been to solve a lot of crimes back in the day when, like, you couldn't even, like, put up on Facebook, like, wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't even say like, these people are missing or whatever. Yeah. Now, I mean, there was, like, milk carton kids, but now we all know who's wanted because it's all over Facebook. People share it all the time and da-da-da. Yeah. And at this point, Ted has just totally fucking lost it. Yeah. Because <laughs> the most he's done was two people, which he kidnapped sexually assaulted and killed yeah and now he's like attacked four girls only sexually assaulted one only killed two out of the four so Total like fuck up my dude yeah so and then he was seen well i mean i guess he was seen at the other ones too um but he is not done for the night ted then broke into a basement apartment eight blocks away and attacked another fsu student cheryl thomas who was 21 years old Ted dislocated her shoulder and fractured her jaw and skull in five places. Oh, my gosh. Cheryl's upstairs neighbor heard the commotion and called the cops. At this point, the cops had already been called to the sorority house, so they were able to get to Cheryl's apartment quickly. Nice. And Cheryl ended up surviving. So Ted is now on the run again. His next victim is Kimberly Leash, who was 12 years old. Kimberly went missing on February 9th, Kimberly forgot something in her homeroom class and was kidnapped while walking from one class to the other. Oh my gosh. Witnesses said that Kimberly left with a man who who seemed very angry. They thought it was the father picking up his misbehaving child from school. No one knew she was missing until the school called the parents asking why Kimberly didn't make it to the rest of her classes. After eight weeks of heavy searching on April 7th, 
1979, Kimberly's bare bones were found in a pig pen in uh, oh my gosh in uh, Swanee State Park. There was evidence of sexual assault. It appeared that she had been strangled. After Kimberly's murder, Ted heads into our neck of the woods. Um, on February 15th, 1978, Ted was seen driving out of a parking lot at 2805 West Cervantes. <laughs> Cervantes. <laughs> this is it's funny because it's Cervantes. Yeah. Like, so now he's paying for it. I guess that's better than killing for it. Yeah. It, for people who don't know about this area, it's uh, considered a brownstone area, but it's actually part of Pensacola. And that's where the prostitutes hang out. Like, if you want to get a hookup, yeah. you go to that's Cervantes. That's you go if you need a little loving. Yeah. But I'd rather him pay for it than kill for it. So, kudos. Yeah. Well. That's that's definitely better, unless he's killing them. Yeah, well, there's, that's a problem. There was no evidence. I looked. I looked at, like, probably ten articles. Of course. Articles. Sometimes those people don't have anyone to report that they're missing. Yeah. But I feel like once they found him, they would have been, like, kind of combing the area to be like is there any murders in this area anyone missing y'all know about yeah um at this time the building was oscar's restaurant and it was 1 a.m so police uh pensacola police officer david lee runs the license plate and sees that the car was reported stolen ted resisted arrest and officer lee shot two warning shots nowadays ted would have been dead because homies don't play these days yeah although he is white he is white so maybe not Maybe not. But also, he was in the Brownsville area. So I feel like... Yeah, I mean, he is pretty lucky. Yeah, he's really lucky. Because I think Pensacola police have had trouble with that. Yeah. Uh, it's been a struggle of theirs. Yeah. Shocker. Um, but also, the cop... I don't know. Actually, the cop didn't say this. I don't know how they know this. But they were saying that Ted was actually looking into windows at that time. Trying mm. to find his next victim. But I'm like, but if you just saw him pull out of the parking lot, how do you know what he was doing before he pulled out of the parking lot? Anyway, when Officer Lee took Ted to booking, Ted gave the officers the name of an athlete at FSU. When news hit that this FSU athlete was arrested uh, in Pensacola, the guy called the Pensacola Police Department and explained he wasn't in Pensacola. Yeah, I'm literally not even there. Yeah, he was like, I'm here on campus. Yeah, like a good noodle. Yeah. So I don't know who you have, but it ain't me. It ain't me, babe. Uh, <laughs> Ted's fingerprints were taken. However, we were talking about 1978 technology here. So it was a multi-day process. They probably had a fax of the fingerprints. During this time, Ted was telling the cops that they would probably get a promotion for arresting him. But he wasn't telling them who he was. Oh, my gosh. Um, I wanted to put a little personal side note here. I heard a rumor that Ted was spotted on what is now known Pensacola State College. Mm-hmm. Um, though I couldn't find any articles saying this, though with Ted's MO being going to campuses to find his victims, this rumor does seem legit. Yeah. But like I said, I went I was looking at like ten different articles of local news outlets. Yeah. And I hadn't heard anything. So this must have been Something that I heard in a bar one night when Ted Bundy came up. Yeah. Um, As he often does in a bar, randomly. Well, in Pensacola. Who are you talking to at the bar? I don't know. <laughs> Probably some friends or something. I, mean, I know it's been a while since I've been to a bar. 
No, but all, like, what is what are you? What you're talking about? Ted Bundy at the bar? Yeah, it's a Pensacola story. You're not trying to get laid at the bar. It's a story. You're not busy. Point? I don't know. Okay. Any hizzle. Okay, Weird drunk up. Dina, sit down. Not everyone went to the bar to get laid. That's the only reason to go to a bar. <laughs> no. Could be because you have nothing else to do and you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go sit at the bar and talk to the bartender. It was actually probably about the Ted bar. Bundy. About Ted Bundy. Hey. Hey, you know what's fascinating? Random bartender I've never met? Murderers. <laughs> I had a go-to discuss. bartender. I loved my go-to bartenders. That was that was before my marriage era. This marriage era. Yeah, this marriage era. Yeah. When I had all the time that I'd be like, you know, I'm just going to go to the bar and get a pitcher of beer and play pool by myself. I remember you would do that. And I'd be like, cool, have fun. Because I was in my marriage era when you weren't. And now you're in your marriage era and I'm not. Yeah. So (laughs) that's fine. Like two boats in the sea just just passing by. passing in the night. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, Marriage eras are dumb, but okay. Yeah. You do you, boo. (laughs) I, I am doing me, boo. Ted Bundy stood trial uh, uh, for the homicides and assault at FSU. They charged, oh, they changed the venue to Miami because Ted said that to have the trial in Tallahassee would be unfair to him. Why? Because there was probably going to be riots. Um, that I mean, I yeah, have... that's true. I yeah, the the jury probably would not be unbiased. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sorry, what Tallahassee is a college town yeah so i think he that's what he was saying was the jury can't be unbiased that you're fucking ted bundy try and find an unbiased area anyway it got moved to miami uh ted had five court appointed attorneys however ted called the shots and sometimes represented himself (sighs) i hate this guy so let me sounds like such an asshole yeah so well he's he he is so egotistic yeah that's what i really don't get is everyone's like ted's such a nice guy he'd never do this and i'm like did y'all meet him yeah he he, sounds like a total dick he sounds like the guy who acts like he's always right yeah like he feels like he would mansplain shit to me probably of course like 1970s maybe that was a normal thing yeah i guess it was still he just sounds like a total asshole yeah like i don't think i'd like him yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know either because everyone seemed to like him. So it's like maybe well, he would just charm my pants off. I don't know. And I've watched like videos of him. He is a very charming and he knew he knew how to like open up to people. Like so like he would mirror people. Uh-huh. And he would like for instance he was talking to someone who had like a little bit of a southern drawl. And so he copied the southern drawl a little bit to, you know, make the person feel more comfortable. Um so, like, he, he knew how to, like, turn, like, in an interview, he'd be, like, kind of facing the table. And then when the interview started and the interviewer started questioning him, he would then turn and, like, open, like, his body language be, would be open. Like, I'm an open book. You know I'm who honest. would really hate him? Who? Scorpios. <laughs> like, maybe that's why I feel like I would hate him. Because I lived with a Scorpio for so long. Maybe. And, like, I feel like a Scorpio around him would be, like. Why are you being so weird, dude? Yeah, maybe. Like, I think a Scorpio would be able Why to do that. Why are you being that. so nice? Yeah. Why? Scorpios already don't trust you, and mm-hmm. then you're, like, saying everything right. They're going to be like, hold on. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, now I don't like you at all. Yeah. So, I just want 
I just want us to take a moment to absorb that last statement that I said that yeah. Ted Bundy represented himself. Yeah. So that meant that Lisa and Margaret, who had been assaulted by Ted Bundy, had to sit in court and answer his questions to them. That's so gross. Like, could you imagine looking into the eyes of the man who assaulted you and killed two of your friends and have to answer his questions and hold your shit together? I can never believe that they make victims go in the same room. I will never, ever, 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 ever understand that. There's no reason, especially in a court where there's a jury. Mm -hmm. So, like, he doesn't need to hear what she said. Yeah. It's not his freaking problem. Well, and he, like, got off. Right. On them retelling stories. Right. Like, to the point that right before the jury left, like, it was one more question. I think he had to talk to a cop. Uh And he asked the cop to describe the scene very detailed. Like, when you walked into the room, what was the scene? Yeah. And, like, I was like, holy shit. And then at that point, the lawyers were like, well, we're fucked. Yeah. The jury is going to literally leave. With blood and guts in their brain. Yeah. But, you know, that's what Ted wanted. So, just, so Ted even questioned Nita, mm-hmm. Neri, who saw Ted escape the sorority house. And she was able to do, like, a sketch of, like, what he looked like. Nice. Um, and he said, are you positive it was me? Like, what kind of fucking gaslighting is that shit? My gosh. Yeah, just, I don't think that they should allow that. This, I mean, it just makes me so mad because I had to go to family court with the girl's dad. Mm-hmm. And their dad was representing himself. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to answer his questions and, like, Not want to spit in his face. And not, like, get overly emotional, even. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and, like, I just remember being, like, having to explain my life choices to him. Yeah. And it was just so fucking hard because i'm like no this is my life choices you don't have control over me anymore but at the same time he he got to ask me thank god i had a good judge and judge was like you can't do that yeah because he was like that's a lie yeah oh my gosh yeah when i had to go to court Mm -hmm. with mine it was i was shocked that they made me sit in the same room with them yeah i was there for a restraining order yeah and like Everyone was in the same room. Yeah. And so, like, not just even for me, but, like, some of these women may have gotten, like, beat the hell up. You know? Yeah. Like, I just almost got run over. But. And got psychologically abused. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah. But, like, oh, my gosh. And, I mean, there were, like, three cops in the room, but Mm -hmm. they didn't, like, stand between us. Yeah. You know? And you started, like, being there with them. Yeah. And it's like, nobody wants to do this. I, I'm sure, like, the cops were like, oh, well, we, we they had to go through a metal detector, so they can't bring anything with them, so what's the worst that they can do? But, like, there's a shitload that you can do. Yeah, there's psychological trauma that can be fully across the courtroom. Even yeah. my judge was like, you seem like you're really struggling to talk about this. I'm like, uh, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me, and I'm in a room full of people. Yeah. <laughs> with a microphone in my face. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm going to have trouble. Yeah, exactly. And he's here. Yeah. So I can only imagine the courage that these girls had to have to be able to do this. Yeah. Like, fucking 20 million gold stars for y'all. Yeah. Like, y'all are amazing and y'all are my hero because, like I said, I can imagine having to do it. Mm -mm. And it's not even this level. Yeah. Uh, There was little physical evidence at the sorority house, though what the investigators had was a bite mark on Lisa's butt. 
and forensic scientists were able to match the bite marks to Ted's teeth. And even the story about this, I'm going to go off a little bit on my notes, but even the story about this was they knew Ted was like, was willing to do anything and everything to get out of this case. Except, except shut the hell up and let like lawyers do their fucking job. Yeah. Other than that. (laughs) Well, I mean, like he was very cocky about like, you don't have evidence. You have nothing on me. Yeah. And he was really good at disguising himself. Like, so, like, as he kept on getting arrested in Utah and Colorado and all that stuff, he would keep on changing his appearance. So, like, even to what in one of the um, interviews that I saw, they said that his, he parted his hair differently. So it made his face look different symmetrically. Okay. And so it was really hard to identify him. Oh, my gosh. So, like, he knew how to play the game. And so they were worried that if they asked, I forgot what the word is, they, if they asked for a cast of his mouth, that Ted Bundy then would, like, break his tooth or rearrange his mouth where it wouldn't match the bite mark right. anymore. And so what they did was they got a search warrant for his teeth. Oh, because that's smart. Because you don't have to give the search warrant to the lawyer, but if you subpoena his, that's I think that's the word, his dental records. Yeah then the lawyer would have a heads up to give Ted a heads up. And so they, in the middle of the night, they load him up in a van. They take him to the backside of this dentist, Mm -hmm. this forensic dentist, I guess. And they're going up the steps, and there's professional photography on the walls of people. And so Ted thinks he's about to get a professional photo of him because he's just so so full of himself. Yeah. And then they get into the thing and they read the search warrant to him and says, we are allowed to do this no matter what. We can use any force. And he was like, guys, I, I'm not going to make you force me to do anything. Like he was he was still playing like the nice guy. Like, of course yeah. you can search my mouth. Like, psh. yeah. But like they knew that like if they would have gave him a heads up, he would have fucked his teeth yeah. up. Oh, my God. So that's my little. Side note for that one. That's funny. Good for them. Good for them. Fuck him up. Huh. Yeah. Um. On that. Also, I'm just like Florida got their shit together. Yeah. So one time so far in history that we've ever heard of Florida like having their shit together. Yeah. Because Utah. Utah. Yeah. Utah. Yeah. And Colorado only had like attempted kidnapping. Yeah. Like that's all they had. So and I don't know what they had for um the murder of the hotel girl. Because I don't, I don't know, I didn't read that part. I probably should have, but he didn't. He didn't get a. He didn't. He didn't go into trial for that because he ran away before he can go into trial. Right. So, Florida, y'all did something right. Good job. So on January, not January, July. I don't know why I can't get these months right. <laughs> July twenty fourth, nineteen seventy nine. Ted Bundy was found guilty of two counts of first-degree murder, three counts of attempted first-degree murder, and two counts of burglary. The judge um, imposed the death sentence for this. However, Ted's trial were not complete. Six months later, another trial took place in Orlando for the kidnapping and murder of Kimberly Leash. Good. Where the sorority house murderer didn't have much physical evidence, the Kimberly case had tons nice they had all the fibers to connect to kimberly to ted um they even had one of the ways that they were able to find her 
was they found the van that Ted stole and kidnapped her in. And they were able to find, like, leaves of a tree that only grew in this area. And that then they were fi- able to find, like, dirt. Like some dirt. Sherlock shit? Yeah, it was some Sherlock shit. Nice. And they were able to find, like, oh, this dirt has pig poop in it. So it must be near these trees next to pigs. Yeah. And that's how they found her body. Because they fucking were on top of it. Nice. Um, on February 10th, 1980, Ted Bundy was charged guilty for kidnapping and first-degree murder and was sentenced to death by electro- electrocution. Ted's first execution date was set at uh, for March 4th, 1986. However, all the appeals that Ted's new attorney was processing kept postponing the execution because he finally, when it was like, hey, you're going to die. Yeah. He was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. And so then he got an attorney. And then the attorney was just like, oh, well, Ted doesn't know what he's doing. Like, that's why we need a new trial. Yeah. Which, that must have been a fucking punch in the gut for him to be like, I'm amazing. I'm awesome. And then, like, his own lawyers being like, He's stupid. Yeah. Also, he probably needs a psych evaluation. Yeah. Because there's something wrong with this guy. Uh, finally, after the last appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court was denied, Ted's uh-huh. execution was set for January 17th, 1989. Though Ted had a couple of cards still in his pocket, he started to confess to all the murders he had done. However, he would hold some of the information, asking the family of the victims that if they wanted to know where their loved one's bodies were, they needed to call their local politicians asking for Ted's execution to be canceled. Oh, uh, that's so, fucked up. So I'd be like, nah, I don't give a shit. That's that's so fucked up. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, nope. Like, do you want to know As where your daughter... As a matter of fact, I'm going to call my local politician and ask them to make hangings public again. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, Ted ended up confessing to 36 killings, though experts believe... Um, the final count might e- even be closer to 100. On January 24th, 1989, around 7 a.m., Ted Bundy was executed by electric chair. Mm-hmm. So, and everyone was outside cheering. Like, Good. even when they put him in a casket, I guess, I don't know, and then transferred him to the morgue to be cremated or whatever, mm-hmm. everyone was cheering. That, I mean, I don't fucking blame them. Yeah. But yeah, that's Ted Bundy's story. Yeah, I was telling my mom I was watching uh, Jenny and Georgia, and spoiler alert, uh, the mom kills the stepdad for touching the daughter. Good right? for her. But they spend the first like two seasons kind of like making this mom look like not the greatest mom, maybe a little bit violent. Yeah. But also, yeah, you kill him. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. I would cheer. Yeah. If Ted Bundy got killed, because yeah, that's yeah. what you get. Yeah. Like, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I mean, it, it. he was just so fucked up. Yeah. And just the way he did it and the way he just focused on girls who were just nice. Yeah. Ew. Ugh. Men, you know, you don't, you hear about women doing some crazy shit like that astronaut lady who like wore diapers to drive cross country. Yeah. Stuff like that. But like, you don't hear him doing like stupid shit. Yeah. Like, I just got out of prison. I just escaped from prison, scot-free. Let me go murder five people. I don't know. 
I'm pretty sure there's a story out there. That, that'll that be my next case. Yeah, find a woman who does something as crazy as Ted Bundy. I, I'm pre- there is one. Who? Like the Black Widow. Who? How to figure it out? That's it, it's Marvel. actually No, 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 no. There's like a Black Widow as in like she killed her husbands. Like all of her husbands. Oh, from um, I, I think the it's Adams a, Family. I think it's a local story no, too. the Adams Family has the Black Widow. No, I'm talking about an actual nonfiction person. Wait, oh, okay. nonfiction? Yes. Yeah, nonfiction person. Someone who actually existed. She was a serial killer. Well, I killer. agree with her too, though, because she should kill her husband. For, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm dropping the subject at that point. <laughs> we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about this when I actually do her story, because I know nothing about it. I know it's a local story. It's one of the stories that I was like, when I looked up. Uh-huh. Local stories? Local stories. Yeah. Um, it was like Ted Bundy and her. And then, like, okay. I think maybe Tiger King was in there, too. Oh, my gosh, Tiger King. You got to do Tiger King. I'm not. I don't You're not going to do Carol Baskin? No. I just think it's so weird that she said, in order to get the tigers to eat him, I'd have to coat him in fish oil or something. That's not the first thing that comes to mind. That, that, you can do that, that story. That sounds like that had trial and error. Yeah. I'm just saying. You can do her story. I'm not going to do that, because I, I already planned my not this story. Okay. And it wasn't Carol Baskin. Okay. Any hizzle. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We release Thank a you. new one every Monday. So hit that dispensary, and hopefully they have some sativa for you. And meet us back here next week for more spooky and witchy shit. In the meantime, check out our Instagram, the Spooky, spooky Stoners Podcast. That is stoners with three Zs. If you would like to contact us about your personal true crime or paranormal story, or if there is a subject you would like us to cover, you can email us at the Stooky Spookies, I can't say that word. Spooky Stoners. Yeah, the Spooky Stoners podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is stoners with three Z's. So three Z's. We will see you next Monday. And in the meantime, smoke. Smoke on Spooky Stoners. Yes. Thank you.